How is your prayer life? If you are like most of us, it has seasons and sometimes lacks consistency. Prayer, faith, and holiness are key to reaching your destiny. Join Prophet Nanaseyo Pukusakori as he encourages the body of Christ to get closer to God in prayer. One of the nature of Christ is love. There are two things on earth that is so practiced in heaven. The language in heaven is faith and the character is love. Because God called the things which be not as though they were. So God obeyed by faith. When Jesus cast the fig tree and the disciples say, Master, the fig tree you cast is with that way. He said, have faith in God. It means that the literal translation says, have the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith believes in what he said. In the book of Genesis, Genesis is the handiwork of God. Revelation and Ephesians talk about the predestiny or predictions of what is about to happen. Them that he predestined, he called. So God is an architect. The architect doesn't build, but he put the drawing on the paper for the builder to use the drawing to build. So God imagined how the world is going to be. And in Genesis, he started calling them. So you see two things there, and God said and God saw. And God said and God saw. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God said, let the sea come, and the sea came. So in the faith operation, you must say it and believe that you will see it. Prophet Nanaseo Pukuksakodie is an end-time season firebrand prophet and an evangelist with a unique preaching ministry, anchored on prayer. He teaches and prophesies the word of God with signs and wonders. And now, Prophet Nanase Opokusakodie. Anytime you are challenged, and everybody will be challenged, I asked the Lord a question. I said, It's as if whilst you are ending one battle, another one shows up. Mm. Mm. He said, The devil is doing his job. You have to do your job. Those who heard me, they are clapping for Jesus. It is not what comes against you. It is whom you have trusted and believed. Yes. That makes the difference. Listen, the things we are dealing with, they are very rare. Yeah. I wake up in the morning, I ask the Lord, what is the solution to this unpredictable generation? I've seen people go to sleep as millionaires and wake up broke. 24 hours. I've seen it. Hallelujah. You cannot be so confident and celebrate what you have now. Thinking you have arrived. Listen. The key and the solution to where we are going is our closeness to God. Hallelujah. It's time for you to be a Christian if you claim you are one. Because it looks like everything is fighting our faith. Everything is fighting our faith. Anytime there's farming in the Bible, 
you realize that God prospers his covenant people. So, it is evident that you are going to make it. But my fear, my fear is those who God has marked to go on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, probably eight steps of divine blessing and get to second step and become complacent and think they have arrived. Anytime you see your enthusiasm, your love, your commitment for God is coming down. It's a psychological sign of telling God that you have arrived. All of us can be in that place. He told the Israelites that when you get to the land and you have eaten and you are full, and you are built godly houses. godly houses. Don't forget the Lord. Mm. Wow. Man has no change. Yeah. What God told me this morning was quite serious because He said, The gatekeepers of the family are sleeping. And it is quite dangerous from now to December. Slap somebody by the shoulder and say, you are a gatekeeper. You are a gatekeeper. <laughs> now, it is, let me give you an example. Example is like, you get to America, you get out of aircraft, you are about to check in, and there is no immigration officer, so everybody is walking in. This is it. This is the physical example I can give to you. You come to Ghana, you get out of your plane, there is, there, because immigration is there to check whether you have the right documentation to enter the country. So all these people are gatekeepers. And the gatekeeper is the one that stands in front of the family gate to make sure that the enemy will not enter. Now what about if the enemy comes and the gatekeeper is sleeping? It means that all the people inside, they are in danger. Can I tell you at a point the gatekeeper of Israel was David? Because even though there was a president in a country, that is why God showed me that the fact that somebody is a president in a country does not mean he is a gatekeeper. In fact, the Lord told me today that a big church might not be the gatekeeper of a country. He said the gatekeeper of a country might be a small church that prays. A gatekeeper. So if anything happens to your family, God will ask you. He said, I've set watchmen in thy gate. He said, keep no silence. Don't sleep. Watchmen, today we have given them nice name. Eh? When I went to America, there are no more security. They are called uh, lost prevention officers. It's a very nice name. Hallelujah. But when we were growing up, there were fine names. Watchmen, that is why. That's why we call them watchmen. Watchman, watchman. And it is in the Bible. It's not just somebody who joins guarding your house. If you are coming to church, some of you have no idea in the spirit that the reason some of your family members will be saved tomorrow is because of you. It's because of your prayer. The reason why your cousins are not dead is because of your prayer. That's it. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. 
The reason why all kinds of people are surviving, but you see, you, 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 God doesn't need to open your eyes to see before you pray. That is why we have to walk by faith. All of us, if God opened our eyes to see what is happening in the spirit, everybody will not even want to go home. You want to say, say, kaboyo, kaboyo, kaboyo. But God said, no, I don't need to show you. Believe it. Because my word says it. Believe it. Tell somebody, be a very good gatekeeper. Tell the person, be a very good gatekeeper. And tell the person, be delivered from spiritual laziness. Hold, hold the person's shoulder and squeeze it and tell the person, be delivered from spiritual laziness. Now, hold another person and squeeze it and say, be delivered from spiritual lukewarmness. I say, squeeze your shoulder to the extent that they will say, mm-hmm. And say, be delivered from spiritual lukewarmness. I give the Lord a clap of it and be seated. Hallelujah. Father, bless your word. Anoint the lips of your servant to be a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. From now to, um, um, what do we call it? Uh, December. Everybody have to make sure that you become prayerful. Very, very prayerful. And we are not talking about staying in your room and pray. I didn't come to the honor, but I'm in my room praying. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Stop those jokes. Hallelujah. There's something called corporate anointing. No matter how I pray alone, it cannot be compared to when I join with you. When two or three touch and agree, it is considered done. Amen. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And so the, the, the corporate prayer is more powerful. It's very, very powerful. So when we gather like this and we pray, it comes together like an incense and it gets to God. This is the benefit of speaking in tongues because no man understanded him. That is why I say that tongues makes you a quality gatekeeper. It means that whilst you are speaking in tongues, God is putting your cousin, your auntie, your brother, your sister, your brother, your father, your born and unborn children. Oh, Jesus. God is putting all of them under your prayer life and saving their life. Hallelujah. Don't wait till something happens before you come and pray. No. It is not the time for you to wait till the devil knock at your door before you look for God. Let Satan come and meet you with God. It's a good point to write down. I say, let your enemies come and meet you with what? Your God. I want to teach a very um, good subject that probably I don't think I have extensively teach it in this church. But I'm going to preach about something that is more important next to salvation. Next to salvation, the greatest blessing God can give to you is what I'm going to talk about. I see that your mind is moving. Is it faith? Is it, is it? Look at you. Hallelujah. Amen. So next to salvation, next to becoming born again, next to salvation, this is the greatest blessing God can give to you. We have never given it attention. We have never given it attention. We take it for granted. Sometimes it's a slogan. But next to salvation, if God just bless you with that thing, your living on earth is going to be very easy. You don't have a marriage problem, you have that problem. You, every problem in life is linked to what I'm going to talk about. This morning, I want to talk to you about wisdom. Next to salvation, the next blessing God can give to every child of God is divine wisdom. Everybody say wisdom. Everybody say very loud, say wisdom. Now, on the all night, I'm going to talk to you about the law of transformation. And the law of transformation demands are watch this. The reason why you can't get a plane now is that your mind cannot handle its maintenance. So there is a blessing God can give to you, but you are not 
matured enough to handle it. So there are a lot of things for you, but they are in the city of faith waiting for your maturity. Oh man. Now, even if you force to get the thing, when the thing comes to you, because you don't have the strength and the maturity to handle it, it must work out of your life before it kills you. So when this boy was two years old, I bought a car for him, a small car, you charge it, and then those days living somewhere in Manet, and then you sit inside and you press the accelerator. It has to the accelerator and brake, but it's recharged and you will. I gave the car to him, anticipating that he can drive. He sits in the car, press the accelerator, whoo, and hit it somewhere and somersaulted twice. Now, the excitement of the car, he didn't even feel the pain. No, some of you were, oh Jesus Christ, the Lord help you. You are dying in a situation, but because you love the thing, you prefer to die inside. Now, sit down, sir. Hallelujah. Are you getting it? And so, I took the car from him, and I put it somewhere in the garage, and he started crying. He cried the whole day. He will not eat. He will not do it. He, he doesn't remember, but he was crying. He wants the car. Now, that is how God deals with us. There are things God has tried, and you see your attitude. Say, no, let me pull this thing back. Now, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But after he was around five years, I brought the thing back, gave it to him, and he could handle it. Be it transformed. Be it transformed by the renewing of your mind. How important is the subject I'm going to talk about? Amen. If you're not making wise decisions, you're making foolish decisions. You cannot be neutral. I told somebody in the realms of the spirit, there's no neutral ground. You either belong there or there. Hallelujah. But before we start there, let me, let me, let me just clarify some few things here. Because when we start talking about wisdom, people's mind going about. Now, um, some of you have heard the definition of wisdom as the right application of knowledge. It depends on which knowledge you are applying. So wisdom I'm talking about is divine wisdom. I'm not talking about going to university to learn dondology. And when you learn how to pour labesh, you say you are wise. No. It's like, I, like I came out with a certain message in a, a new revelation. I, I mean, Pastor Paul was sitting there and said, this is deep. And I said that there is a scripture the Lord told me. He said that faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. And I say it is a truth, but not the truth. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. It's a truth, but not the whole truth. The Bible is the whole truth, but that scripture is a truth. Because it depends on what you are hearing. So, faith can come to me. I can have faith in Pastor Anan Ketia by hearing what he said. I can have faith in Pastor Martin by hearing what he said. I can have faith in Pastor Albert by hearing what he said. So what somebody said to you can let you develop faith inside the person. So faith coming by hearing is not the truth, it's a truth. So when you hear the devil, you develop faith in him. (laughs) 
Let me get out of that because it's getting. So it depends on what you are hearing. No, some of you do know the reason why you walk and you are afraid that robbers are chasing you is because you heard it from Peace FM. I took some people in Israel. One of them came from a different country. He told me something from Britain. He said, Prof, I thought when I came to Israel, every street people are shooting. He said, this is one of the safest countries. But he was coming with a certain mindset. Who told him? BBC. <laughs> CNN. Some of you, your faith is based on what CNN said. It is for all night. Amen. It is for all night. That is why wisdom has to tell you that you must be selective in the things you hear. Wisdom. Let's go to James chapter 3. Let me show you something. James chapter 3. Are you with me? Hallelujah. James chapter 3. Let's read from verse number 13. Who is a wise man and endure with knowledge among you? So let me qualify this. When I talk about wisdom, I'm talking about the right application, not just any knowledge, but biblical knowledge. Write it down. Quite a Now, it is not wise for you to come to church without a nose. Because a short pencil is better than long memory. It is not every knowledge you are applying that becomes wisdom. Wisdom is the right application of biblical knowledge. Now, watch this one. Who is a wise man endure with knowledge among you? It's a question. Let him show out of a good conversation. He works with meekness of what? Wisdom. Can you give me the New Living Translation? If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life. Doing good works with humility that comes from what? Wisdom. So there is a certain humility that you are demonstrating and you do it as a result of the fact that you are wise. There is a certain humility. It means that pride is a demonstration of foolishness. Ooh. What can I say that again? Pride is a demonstration of foolishness. I will come to that in a minute. I will validate it, and, 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 and that's going to be the audacity of my scripture. Watch this. If you are wise and understanding. God's ways. Prove it by living an honorable life. Honorable life. Doing good works. So people are doing bad works. But God said wisdom is able to do what? Good works. Doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. Jump back to King James Version. Now go to the next verse and watch something. Go to the next verse. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, Look at someone say, what is going on in your heart? Ask them, ask them. The center of blessing. Where everything proceeds from. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. The state of your heart determines how you attract God's attention. Jesus Christ. If your heart is polluted, your body is polluted. If your heart is polluted, your mind is polluted. A man cannot be different from the state of his heart. As a man tinkered in his heart, your heart has a brain. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. <laughs> so people are walking in church, they have, they have bitter envy, strife, 
Everybody says strive. And tokwasem. Some of you, if you have not sparked strife, they bokoyastic come upon you. I met a lady who believes that if the husband doesn't beat her, the man doesn't love her. Oh, I pray that none of my daughters are like that. And the man came and the man said that, Daddy, even if I try to hold myself, he would do everything for me to slap her. When I slap her, then you could see that his spirit has been revived. Hey. Hey. Oh, Jesus. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. Look at the next verse, the way he's going to put it. This wisdom, the one we learn, come back to verse number 14. Come back. Go to New Living Translation. Quickly. Go there. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. The Lord bless those of you who are clapping and give you a double portion of his favor. All these are heart issues, so Hallelujah. For instance, anybody who didn't clap, it's possible it's under this scripture. But if you are bitterly jealous, one day I ask the Lord, why is it that you don't want us to be jealous? Say, because it's an insult on me. I say, explain it. He said, okay, if I bled Mr. McDare with a play, and you are jealous of the play I've given to you, you are insulting me. That is the way God sees it. There is only one person who is qualified to be jealous. The only person who is qualified to be jealous is God. Apart from God, nobody is qualified. Nobody is qualified. Number two, let me tell all Ghanaians, those watching me from London, America, where those came from Qatar, listen, and those of you looking at me, tell like puppy, watch me. Let me tell you this, hear me. Nobody must come down for you to rise. Write it down. Right, 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 right. Tell every Ghanaian, tell the person, this one is for you. Tell the person, this one is for you. When he said that, tell the person, what about you? Tell the person, what about you? Tell somebody, this one is for you. Now, nobody, sister Quarestes, brother Quarestes, sister Oshes, protocol, nobody in life. Tell people killing people who are promoted. I have seen a messenger put a juju on his new managing director's seat to make him paralyzed. Just because the man is promoted. Nobody must come down for you to rise. It is against the law of life. Nobody must come down for you to rise. I've been telling you that the firmament is too big for bears to crash. It, have you heard two aircraft crash in the air before? I don't think so. I have never heard that one plane is coming from Togo, one is coming from Nigeria, and they crash at Benin. It cannot be Ghana. No, watch this. I have never heard one in my life. The firmament is too big for two aircraft to crash. And oh, 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 you don't see it normally in Accra. One of the places you can see that it used to be is 37. You remember where the bat, remember the bat? Sometimes when they shake them, they go into the air. And you see them flying so many, but two never crash. So listen, if you are a star, you will have a place and you will shine. Also, 
The stars in there, nobody is complaining that one is shining against the other. If night appears, you see all of them shining. Nobody must come down for you to run. Tell every Ghanaian, I am just quoting a jealousy. We can't handle one another's success. It is a reason why God is finding it difficult to bless us. Because there is something you have to learn about success. And you have to have that tenacity to handle it. Anybody, oh, 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 Lord, can I say, can they handle it? Yes, God said you can handle it. Everybody's lifting exposes your failure. And it's not for you to attack the person. It's encouragement for you to say that where you are, you can move forward. Oh, it's a good point. Jesus Christ. I can close with this one. It's okay. Let's close with this. Are you getting it? So, my, somebody's promotion, is, it exposes your failure and moves you out of complacency. Now, this is what the devil has programmed us. When I see somebody lifted, I feel like the person, the person must come down. The danger about that, bringing the person down is that you deny yourself from going up. Because if you can't celebrate this person's blessing, when your own come, who should celebrate you? Listen, 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 don't clap, don't clap. Already, I don't like your clapping, it's no good, so don't clap. Look at somebody and say, can you really handle my blessing? Can a person? I asked a question in the all night. Can I ask it here? How many of you want money? Those of you who put your hand, are you hypocrites? What kind of lies is that? How many of you really want money? How much do you want? I just said, my dear fair Kale sister said, plenty. <laughs> but I wish he understand what he said about plenty. Do you know God to give you more money? Do you know the one hindering God from giving the money? You. Now, look at your attitude now. Now. We have thousand years. We have hundred years, thousand years, million years, billion years, trillion years. You are in hundred year. And even in your hundred year, your attitude. God says, if I take you to thousand year, you will come to church with a palanquin. You will see that you are sitting inside and say, I'm going to show you something about the spirit of wisdom. The, the worldly prosperity is different from the kingdom one. Everybody in the world become prosperous, become arrogant, proud, and do all multiply women, drinking, alcohol. The kingdom prosperity, the purpose is different. It, number one, it must be based on covenant. You are not supposed to prosper. He said, I am the Lord that gives the power to prosper, that I will establish my covenant with you. It means that anybody in the kingdom, God bless, God is a shareholder. The danger comes when the thing comes and you don't give God his share. It puts a limit and with time, it will be reversed. With time, it will be reversed. With time. That is why you see people prospering in the kingdom. Suddenly something happened to them because they've forgotten about God. They've forgotten about God's portion of the place. Let's check this wisdom I'm talking about. Put it on the screen for me, honey. But if you are bitterly jealous and, 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 and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. Don't 
cover up the truth. It means that whatever is in your heart that is not pleasing God, deal with it. Now, some people call this wisdom. They call this wisdom. Come back to King James. We'll come there again. People call this wisdom. Go to the next verse and look at the way they call it. This wisdom, this particular wisdom, descend not from above. So the wisdom I'm going to teach must descend from where? The ones that you claim you have, it might be the one that is not descending from above. Do you know a man that can sit at home with his wife and his girlfriend comes and they tell her that my cousin and the wife begins to set the table before his arrival in the name of cousin. The man can wake up thinking he's smart and wise. There's one sitting by your side. You know, there are people in the church who are doing things. Nobody has seen them, so they think they are smart. There is a way you can walk in some kind of demonic wisdom that you think that you are wise. People are stealing from a nation, from a church, from office. They think they are wise. The Bible is saying that this wisdom descends from above, but it is actually sensual and devilish. So, the devil can give you wisdom. Jesus is getting quiet. Come to New Living Translation. <laughs> for jealousy and selfishness, for jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Satins are actually unspiritual and demonic. For jealousy and selfishness, we are spoken about jealousy. What about selfishness? It is the major weapon against Africa. The major demonic weapon against Africa, apart from the curse of polygamy and idol worship, is selfishness. No plan, idea, and thinking of posterity. Do you know that all the countries you want to run there and kill for visa, their father sacrificed for them? Can you imagine Americans were stealing money and bringing it to Africa? America would not be built. Can you imagine Europeans? They loved their country so much that they came to arrest us as slaves to go and build it for them. Has the slave trade ended? It has not. Abolition of the slave trade. It is only a verbal in 1844, but it has not ended. The only difference is that the first time they came to arrest us, now we go by ourselves. <laughs> Give the Lord a clap of it, I'm preaching. That is the difference. Oh, Lord. None of my daughters are going to be a slave in another country. None of our sons are going to be a slave in another country. The Lord will prosper you in the land of your mother's birth. If you are shouting hallelujah, you are one of them. What a blessing. This is the difference. Abolition of the slave trade is that we will not come and arrest them and put them in chains, but now they must come themselves. Some people have no business going to abroad. Somebody asked me a question. You say, don't go until God sent you. How does God send people? I say, I'm glad you asked. I'm going to show you that wisdom is too high for the fool. We'll come there in a minute. One of our daughters here, I was there, came to say, Daddy, my husband has been transferred to New York in his company. And he's going to manage 
a branch of the company in New York. And so uh, I came to pray for him, but he is taking lead. We will follow after three months. By the time they are going to abroad, they have green card. Their bungalow is reserved. The car is waiting for them. It is called God sent. That wisdom is not coming from God. Trying to be smart. I am diffusing it from your mind. If you have never traveled before, you think that that place, honey, is coming down. Some of our relatives, they, they want a plane ticket to come to Ghana. It's difficult. How did you feel? I gave a word of knowledge to a man in House of Faith who has stayed in Chicago for 40 years. We came back with $200. How many of you were there? 200 US dollars. Divide 40, by, 40 years by $200. How many days are in the year? 365 times 40 divided by $200. And see how much you get per day. Do you think that if you started a business in Ghana and even doing tire yo for 40 years, oh Jesus Christ. May you not be trapped. Let me finish. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are actually spiritual and demonic. Jesus. Ha. Go to the next verse. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Wherever there is jealousy. May the Lord deliver this church from complete jealousy. Ha. Let me tell you something. Do you know a jealous person can kill? Not necessarily with the soul or with the poison, but with the mouth. If you start getting jealous about people, you never speak good about them. How we have stopped God from blessing us. Jesus Christ. May the Lord give us wisdom. I say, may the Lord give us wisdom. I say, may the Almighty God give us wisdom. This wisdom I'm talking about, at least from this scripture, you have come to learn that there is a wisdom from above. Everybody say, above. Now, let's come to how you can get it. Amen. It doesn't come automatically. How you can get it. Some people in the old covenant, the acts of God, in the book of Second Chronicles chapter 1 and from verse number 10, I said I was teaching, but I realized that I'm preaching. Second Chronicles chapter 1. Let me read from verse number 1. Second Chronicles chapter 1 verse 1. Thank you. And Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened in his kingdom. And the Lord God, the Lord, the Lord, his God was with him and magnified him exceedingly. Verse number two, keep going. Then Solomon spoke unto all Israel, to the captains of thousands and the captains of hundreds and to the judges and to every, every governor in all Israel, the chief of the fathers. Oh, powerful people. So Solomon and all the congregation with him went up to the high places. That was at Gibeon. For there was a tabernacle of the congregation of God, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, has made in the wilderness. Everybody say tabernacle of the congregation of God. <laughs> wow. This whole, this whole country, Israel, was a church. Go to the next verse. Please go with me. Go with me. But the ark of God had David brought up from Kajef Jerim to the place which David has prepared for it. For he had pitched a tent for it in Jerusalem. 
Moreover, the blessing altar that Bezerah, you remember these guys, God gave them wisdom to be able to do crafty things. We'll come to the book of Exodus, we'll talk about them. Uh, Bezerah, the son of Uri, and the son of Hor. So one of them was maybe the grandfather, the grandson of Joshua, which is Hor. Hallelujah. He made and he put before the tabernacle of the Lord. And Solomon and the congregation sought into it. It seems that there was a tabernacle that was built. And after David died, Solomon, 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 go there to worship the Lord. Because the altar is a meeting place of humanity and divinity. I'm preaching. What is the altar? It's a meeting place of what? Humanity and divinity. That is why everything proceeds from the altar. The word of God proceeds from the altar. You marry at the altar. You give offerings at the altar. Everything is done at the altar because it's a place that you meet God. So what is left? They were worshipping over there. Now look at the thing. Solomon was a very young boy now then. And Solomon went up to the blessing altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of the congregation. And offered a thousand. Everybody say thousand. Say it very loud. Say thousand. It means that uh, let's talk about cows. Cows. Just cows. Go to Cowley. A cow of the size, Gudali. How many? Thousand. Solomon went there at the bracing altar. I don't know the size of the altar, but according to the Bible, Solomon went there with, 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 with people that work in the slaughterhouse, whatever, and they cut off thousand sheep, thousand cattle, thousand bulls, and put them in the altar because those days, the sacrifice was such a way that you put them and bend them as the smoke goes up to heaven, God is receiving your sacrifice. Are you with me? That was the difference between Cain and Abel. The first sacrifice and offering given, God rejected one and so on because according to the drawings of my book of the Bible story, the Lord forgive anybody who have studied that book. Hallelujah. Let me not go there. Amen. How many of you read the book of my book of the Bible story? Remember? And all the pictures they give us, some of them are still in your mind. And Solomon went up to the brazen altar and offered a thousand burnt offering. Now watch this. After he finished the offering, he left. He didn't ask anything. He didn't, he didn't play. He didn't do anything. He just offered to God and left. So actually, 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 watch me, actually, offerings and tithe and sacrifice is a demonstration of worship. Hmm? Nobody say anything. That is why the Bible says, that shall not come to the house of God with an empty hands. Because it means that you don't demonstrate any faith. Sacrifice and offering and tithe is a demonstration of part of your worship. So Solomon went there to worship. Remember the congregation. And, and, and in that night, when he finished that night, he did a sacrifice around 12 in the afternoon. Noon. That night, God did appear unto Solomon and said unto him, Ask what I shall give thee. Blank check. Can we step into the New Living Translation from here? From here. That night, God appeared to Solomon and said, What do you want? Ask and I will give it to you. Blank check. It means that the responsibility. This is where your selfishness will reveal. Listen, I want to ask you a question because of the way you are clapping. If God walk into your room, yageni, feely feely. What other language? Hmm? How do we say French? Feely feely in French. That's hmm? Watch this. And God asks you that, what do you want me to do? What will you ask? We are going to learn something from here. Be very careful. I started praying that God should search me and know my heart. 
Try me and know my thought and see if there is anything in me that will not advance the course of his purpose for my life. You take it away. If there is anything that will hinder you from going far, it will be selfishness and self-centeredness. Watch this. Because God is going to make a statement here. That thing, God appears to Solomon and say, what, what do you want? Ask and I will give it to you. Look at Solomon. Solomon replied to God, you, show, you showed faithful love to David, my father. And now you have made me king in his place. It means that the guy felt like he was not supposed to be. There is something in Solomon's heart. He felt like he was not supposed to be. Adonijah and all those guys were there. His mother was even, the way his mother even came to the kingdom, Bathsheba, Bathsheba. The woman who bathed in a, a bathroom without roof. Please, if you are staying in a house and there's no roof in your bathroom, relocate so that you won't create a problem for the kingdom. This woman was bathing in a bathroom without roof close to the king's kingdom. And the circumstances that surround Jesus Christ, how many men have been killed because of women? Hey! There is too much quietness in the room. How many men? It will be a strong message to change the direction because the atmosphere is good. But if you are a man here, you are chasing women, be careful. You are about to be killed. It's a prophetic word. The killing might be in a different form. In a different form. But every killing is a killing. Watch this. So Solomon was, I, I'm not, I, I don't qualify for this. So my father, faithful love. Now, the King James put it in a certain way. I love the way the King James put it here. And Solomon said to God, Thou hast shown great mercy. Great mercy unto David, my father. So David came under God's great mercy. There is a mercy and there is a great mercy. Jesus Christ. I, 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 I don't know what I should pray there. Now, now, listen. If God says he show you great mercy, that means that your sins were very great. Great mercy means that you don't deserve to be alive. God does not just sit on the mercy seat. He must show you great mercy. Is anybody here that the Lord has shown you great mercy? Continue to be humble. Come back to New Living Translation. Love. So love and mercy has a relationship. Solomon replied to God, you show faithful love to David, my father, and now you have made me king in his place. Wow. Oh, Lord God, please continue to keep your promise to David, my father. For you have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. This boy was a little young man who just completed Lego and has become a president. And the guy said, give me the wisdom and the knowledge to lead them properly. For who could possibly govern this great people of yours? The problem is not just they are people, but they are God's people. When I continue preaching about the spirit of wisdom, you realize that it's not every battle you fight, some battle you postpone it. On your way to your breakthrough door, People around you will react. And sometimes their attitude can stop you from entering. David has fell in the spirit that he can bring Goliath down. The first reaction was from his brother. 
naughty boy. Who have you left a few sheep? I know your pride and the naughtiness of your heart. Either David gives his brothers attention and fight them and lose Goliath or ignore them and face Goliath. And your Bible said, my Bible said, and David left his brother and went to talk to another person. Leave your bibiters and talk to people that will give you an answer. You don't need them in your life. You don't need your bibiters in your life. Oh! The garbages they throw at you, you can stand on it to escape. I said that to explain something. See, there was a stubborn goat in a village. They dig a pit and put the goat in a village. The pit was like a step. So let's say, this is the land. This place is the land. Hmm? This is the level ground. So they dig the pit some year, some year, some year, some year. They themselves are descent. And then so, from here to that level, they put the goat here. And the goat cannot jump. And they announced to the village everybody should throw their baller inside so that it will bury the goat. When they throw the baller, the goat will shake on the baller. The baller will fall and will step on it. As they keep throwing, it will come to this level and the goat climb. They keep throwing. The goat climb. They keep throwing. The goat climb. And the goat. When they throw their dustbin at you, shake it off, stand on it, and you come. You will keep coming up. Whether it's your wife, your husband, your boss, anything. I'm preaching to somebody that will hear me. It's a prophetic message. Until we grow, we will not be promoted. When the Lord shall build up Zion, he will appear in his glory. Sit down. Listen, I can tell you, it's not a prophecy, and this one is a confirmation from the Lord, that the reason your blessing has delayed is that you are not growing. Keep on going. Give me the wisdom and knowledge to lead the people. To lead them properly. For who could possibly govern these people? Listen to God. <laughs> God said to Solomon. Look at someone and say, be careful. Check your heart. Check your heart. Check your heart. Your mom, girls, we have prayers to pray. Why do you want to marry this guy? Why are you chasing this girl? It, we are all clapping for your action. But God checking your motive. Ah. Ha. Ha, 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 ha. If you live here and go anywhere, the motive, you can't hide it. No. All people are the same. You say your wife is a mistake. <laughs> the way you laugh, I won't continue. I should continue, eh? Dixie, I should continue. After anything, if I say anything, you don't like face Dixie. <laughs> eh, it's a mistake I marry you. Are you sure you meet a right person? And who is a right person? Look at the demonic wisdom. Some people are in the office with some girls. They go to lunch with them. The girls try to remove their jacket Robert has anybody in office remove your jacket just for faithfulness <laughs> even if it's true cry you say no <laughs> so you go to oh 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 boss it's so hot and your wife doesn't do that because at a certain point of marriage jacket removing 
It's not part of the timetable. Am I preaching good at all? But you see, lack of wisdom is making you think. It is dangerous to be level 400 thinking level 100. It has graduated. The marriage has left that stage. There are certain things mommy used to do for me. I don't expect it to be done now. My wisdom, I don't expect it. I don't expect those things. I don't even demand it. If you are demanding those things, you are not growing. So when you go to office and then and look at this man's body, very nice body, can't you see it? Wow, women like bodies like this. How many of you men like bodies like this? And he's married, though. Be careful, you are coming. It's a sin. Now, and so he goes to office and then maybe one of his secretaries take off his jacket. It goes into your head because wisdom is absent. You come and begin to think your wife is proud. That guy that removes your jacket and you spend three hours, not even three hours, he's in the office, you are in office, you only go for lunch. You think you'll be a good wife. Jezebelic character. No, I don't care what you think, but unless you hear from God audibly, audibly, you are watching Facebook, uh, they say, Fair Khalid, say, This is my wife. Unless you hear from God, you are a fool. <laughs> to marry somebody you just saw in a Facebook. Marriage must start from friendship to dating, to courtship, to engagement, and then you must know who you are going to marry. No, wait, 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 wait. Ah, some people came to me and they were talking about that they have met, this is a lady, and I said, how long have you been caught? They said, six months. I said, have you ever seen the way he get angry? He said, no. I said, don't go for courtship. Wait until you see this anger. Wait. Don't marry a woman every time you see her, you see makeups. Watch her when the wet face without makeup. Make sure. I want to see the rare face. Make sure you see the rare face. Mommy, sitting here. Mommy, excuse me. Stand up. This one eh, is a rare face. No makeup. Original. I won't call anybody. If your heart is beating, I'll leave you. Wait. I won't call you. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not even watching faces. I'm not against it. No. Every time I see makeup. No, you are not there. This is called wisdom. It's called wisdom. Don't just move by emotions. A lot of you, what is leading you is not wisdom. It's emotions and feeling. Emotions and feeling is the cardinal sword for your destruction. No. This is the generation we live in. Emotions. No. Jesus is Lord. Somebody say wisdom. wisdom. Now watch this. God said, because you God said to Solomon, because your greatest desire is to help your people. And you did not ask for wealth. It means that some of us who have asked for wealth. Hey, riches. Hey, quite says, what will you ask? In fact, some people ask for Rolls Royce. We don't know. Do you know when we call people in church, we ask them, what do you want God to do for you? They don't know what to say. Most of them just ask. You see, you hardly hear somebody say, I want wisdom. That's right. That's right. Somebody say, I want to marry. Yeah. 
Wisdom will give you a wife. Wisdom will give you money. Wisdom will give you riches. Wisdom will give you wealth. I say next to salvation, the next greatest blessing God can give you is the spirit of wisdom. God said to Solomon, because you didn't ask riches, oh, well, look at the next one, fame. 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 I want to be known. Fame. Yeah, fame. You see a young lady in choir cut a picture of his half waist and put it on Facebook. Please call this number. How do you think about me? You are like a crocodile and you are like a coliko. You are nothing. You are just a disgrace to the kingdom. Vain glory and shame. Shame. Fame. People just want to be famous. It is dangerous to get exposed premature. Even Jesus who came to the earth conceived by the Holy Ghost wanted to hide. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. The center and the source of all wisdom. Don't. I look at some things I say that thank God for the Facebook. It has been used to preach the gospel. But it has also been a destructive weapon. God said you didn't ask for fame. It means that God wants us to not be famous premature. God doesn't want us. Even if you have fame, you must live as if you don't have any fame. No. Don't seek for fame. Seek for wisdom and the fear of God. How many of you have Facebook here? Give me a wave. There's nothing wrong. I have one. Give me a wave. Facebook. Where have your hand? Facebook. Okay. Can you imagine all of you are advertising open heavens? On your face, you're advertising your waist. Crane, then you take picture. Crane, then you take picture. Hey, now at the end of the crowd, more year, no cry more man said, Now people give birth, they come and put the day old baby on Facebook. Ghana, near one, no. Ghana. They be on your own office of your chip on person. How do you feel? Where you come from, before two a year, then two and a job. They don't fly at night, they fly in the afternoon. Just blind copying. You are not American, you are a Ghanaian. You come from Menyakpongulo. I want to remind you that you are from Agbozomekleko. Now, my spiritual level by grace, Jesus Christ, God hides his son Jesus in Egypt. So, uh, Joseph, take baby Egypt and go to Egypt. Nobody will know him over there. Hide him. People are pregnant. Near traffic Expose this child to witchcraft. You don't read the Bible. When I was growing up, when people even give birth, when I was growing up, they don't come out after. I think two weeks or three months. When they take the children from hospital, yeah, rapum to say I buy it. Then they go on kwa 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 kwa. It's today children that when you give birth to them, they can stand. When we give birth to them, we are like bogo bogo. We are there. It takes two weeks before you come out. Let me teach you wisdom. For instance, God in his wisdom trained medical doctors and said that if you are going to give birth and there is a complication, the child is coming a bridge, they have to do caesarean session because the situation demands. Today they go and demanded it. Women are saying that remove the child at my date of birth so that me and my son will be born on the same day. So a lot of children are coming on not God's date. 
I wish you would pick spirituality. You see, to be spiritually minded is life. Lord, you don't want to hear. Let me close them. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Wisdom. You will be so foolish in your eye. Listen, men are changing their organ. Organ. Can you imagine Paul is a woman with a breast? His organ has been changed. They cut off the thing. Open it with a knife. Demonic wisdom. Samakde. I was in the country. I went to the mall to get something. Somebody took me there for shopping. I saw the guy selling. A man who has become a woman. Walking like, hey, hello. I do. Because I didn't. You see, the thing is a natural, it's a flare, it's a natural, it comes. And I said, Lord, if this is what they call civilization, I don't want it. Advertise Jesus. Not, listen, not your breast. Advertise Jesus. The Lord spoke to me yesterday about aggressive evangelism. And he said because the word is aggressively pulling you from your church. So you must go aggressive after them. And the Lord told me that people, if you don't win, they'll become weapons against the church. So can you imagine Saul didn't got saved. Mm. One man, he scattered the church. His salvation, the Bible says, brought peace. I want to give you an assignment, everybody here. What? From now to December, at least, the Lord told me to tell you, make sure you bring one soul to church and get the soul established. That this person has stayed in church because of me, Ruth. Because of me, Teresa. The Lord said between now and December, just one. Let somebody's name enter the book of life. With asterisk that you are the reason why the person entered. One. He who has ears, let me hear. When I was studying the wisdom, I found out that it is the wise that winneth soul. I'm not talking about people going for evangelism, the pastors, associate pastors, just to go to please something. I'm talking about people following one person and making sure that this person has stayed in church. It is not just so winning. There's something called discipleship. So you win the person, follow the person until you get established in Christ. Let me end this. I don't know how I'm going this way. Hallelujah. Why should we sit down for many people to die and go to hell? Why? Family members, husbands and wives. Oh, Jesus Christ. Cousins and aunties. Now, we don't care. We don't care. I'll come to that. Now, let me finish my message. Put it there. God said, because you didn't ask for fame or even the death of your enemies. Ah, this generation, this is our prayer point. This is our prayer point. Lord, kill them. They must die by fire. Die by fire. Die. The fire, the people it has killed. 
tender fire them oh die by fire tender fire them and when you give the prayer point the force in which they pray everybody lift up your hands pray that anybody pursue shall die Upaka, poo, ayo, ayo. I mean let's pray for Ghana we are going to sleep you still have an <laughs> do you know why we pray those prayers can I, t- can I tell you the foundation for those prayers it's fear it's fear the, the reason our enemies are strong is that they know we are afraid of them. They know that we, they're supposed to be afraid of us. One of the things that excites the devil is that he knows that he submits to you. You are his master. But what do you do when, you're, when your subordinate is afraid of you? What do you do when the person who you're supposed to command discover that you are afraid of that person? And the person is a liar and a murderer and a manipulator. You are in trouble. All the prayers we pray in the Bible die by fire. Die by fire. Some of them we copy them from Nigeria, which has a certain system we don't have. Because, and so, because of the prayer we pray, it has invited those things into our system. Because you can create a demon that is not there. Kidnapping was not in Ghana. Metra was not in Ghana. Even robbery was not in Ghana. When I was growing up, we don't lock doors. And when we lock them, the key is at the doormat. Everybody in the area knows the key is at the doormat. The dog even knows it. No. There was no burglar proof. There are certain things that were not in Ghana. No, 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 no. We invited them spiritually. When we started praying, die by fire, he said, there's, because there's nothing to kill, why don't we go? It's right there. We just copy anything. We invited them. People are chasing things that, people are praying about things that nothing is chasing them. In fact, there are people here, all the things they are afraid of, the thing is afraid of them. All those, the things are afraid of them. No. Forever, light will be the master of darkness. Forever, it's a law. It's a spiritual law. Light will be the master of darkness. When darkness wake up, one day and realize that light is afraid of it, darkness, what should darkness do? It must pursue. I have dogs and I have kept dogs all my life. A dog can bite you based on your attitude. That's right. That's all. When the dog see confidence in you, you can just back off. Go to any house and a dog coming home, just give him your back. You go back. If I come to your house and a dog will bite, I can tell. I can tell. So if you meet a dog, just give your back to the dog. You start smelling up. It will diffuse every biting mentality in his mind. Just that attempt. It will bounce on you. We have invited things. Kidnapping. It's not in Ghana. We don't kidnap anybody. We have invited a demon. Today, some of the things has come. Huh? If you travel abroad, every country, some of the people in the West think that we share boundary with Nigeria. I say, we don't share boundary with them. All our boundary countries are Francophone countries. We, we supposed to even speak French. I don't know why Ghana became an English country. Togo, Ivory Coast, and what? Burkina Faso. All our boundary countries are French-speaking countries. The next boundary is the sea, Marine. Right. <laughs> I didn't ask spirit. I say Marine. Then Marine alone is not a, a sinful word. Are you getting what I'm talking about? But that's what we have invited. And some of them must come in the church. Higher quota higher. Hey. I saw people going to church with cutlass. Adam is a kokuma bronsam. People go to church with canes. Have you seen it? You say a kokuma bronsam. Hey, most of them bro, no, pupo, 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 pupo. I can see the devil laughing. He's a foolish people. 
you bitter spirit? The Lord deliver us from foolishness and bring us to the place of knowledge. Somebody say knowledge. Hey, give the scripture to me. Huh? Enemies, huh? You even the death of your enemies or long life, but rather you ask for wisdom and knowledge to properly govern my people. It is there. Now look at God's word. I love this one. I will certainly give you wisdom. I will certainly give you the wisdom. It means that if God says wisdom, the wisdom is that there's a particular one. Ah, bro, focus on one go school, Papa. Look at someone say the wisdom. There's a hotel in Britain that we wanted to say it's called the the Dorchester. I told my wife, the Nunqua is a course. The word the means there is none like this one. The wisdom, I will give you the wisdom and knowledge you requested. <laughs> but I will also give you wealth. So you see, once you have wisdom, all these things follow. What follow wisdom? Wealth, riches, fame, such as no other king has ever before you or will ever have in the future. Somebody say Jesus Christ. Solo, you are going to have wisdom that nobody has ever had that wisdom before you and what? After you. That is a very powerful one. Somebody say amen. amen. Solo, <laughs> I will certainly give you. Then Solomon returned to Jerusalem from the tabernacle at the place of worship in Gibeon. And he reigned over Israel. He reigned over where? Israel. First Kings chapter 10. Give me verse 1 to 10. Now let's see demonstration of the wisdom. First Kings chapter 10. Verse 1 to 10. And when the king of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon. Concerning the name of the Lord. She came to prove him. With hard questions. Fabra New Living Translation, they will understand it better. They will understand it better. When the queen of Sheba heard of the Solomon's fame, after the wisdom has come, which brought honor to the name of the Lord. So our wisdom must bring honor to the name of the Lord. She came to test him with hard questions. Powerful. Now let me tell you something about this woman. I, I won't go to details, but you see, there are kings in Ghana who are queens by their side. Ahimafo, do you understand? Those Barbados, they sit by their side. But this one is a different one. This one, he rules in a country. So he's a very powerful woman. Now watch this. He came to Solomon to ask him hard questions. She arrived in Jerusalem with a large group of attendants and a great caravan of camels loaded with spices, large quantities of gold and precious jewels. When she met with Solomon, she talked with him about everything she had, she had on her mind. Ha! Solomon had answers for all her questions. Nothing was too hard for the king to explain to her. May wisdom give you that power. Hey! Just reading the scripture is a blessing. Lift your and say, Lord, I'm ready for your wisdom. I'm ready. Guys, can I tell you something? I am pursuing wisdom. I am tired of living a foolish life. I am tired. Foolish decisions. Things that delay your blessing. Now, watch this. Let's read it. 
that was her. When the queen of Sheba realized how very wise Solomon was, and when she saw the palace he had built, first of all, say palace. She was overwhelmed. She was also amazed at the food on his tables. Lord, they will get angry, but I'm telling them. Hey, there are food, there are food. Now, when we go to Israel, you see the way they present the food. You start with a thing, soup, eh? You come to salad, leaves, eh? Sometimes it comes with some things. They call some things tata. Eh? Yen di eno, bam, kogonde. Poo, poo. We know before I say to say, now they go to a faso. I mean, you sleep, you are turning from the left and right, turning from right. You say you had a dream crocodile chase you. What should the crocodile do? The Bible said the queen. Now listen. This queen of Sheba is a very powerful woman. That is the first point. He's a very powerful. It's like somebody coming from. Let me give you an example. It's like the British queen coming to visit Nanekufuado. Because he has head. Powerful. I don't want to go to detail to show you. Hey, Yakuda. Hey. Where was the queen of Sheba coming from? Ethiopia. The only African country that is not colonized. History, you don't know what should we teach you. Every African country is Okuno except Ethiopia. Except Ethiopia. Ethiopia is the only African country. Uh, is that correct? Or oh, you don't know? Ethiopia is not is the only African country that has no colonial masters. Never. Nobody tried it. Did they conquer the British, conquer every power that faced them. That's when Paraseri Salasi came from. The only person that could enter Harry Salasi territory was Kwame Nkrumah. Nobody died. Harry Salasi's bodyguards were lions. Nobody died. Only Kwame, oh, Kwame was bang. Only Kwame was able to enter Harry Salasi and shook his hand. Everybody was afraid. The only African country. That is where Queen of Sheba is coming from. Remember, who brought the gospel to Africa? It's not the white. It was the minister of finance. He's called Ethiopian Enoch. He came to Jerusalem and can't stand the first to receive Holy Ghost baptism through Philip. So this woman knows proper food, but when he saw Solomon's dining hall, may wisdom give you a certain dining hall and a certain food. Most of the sickness trouble is as a result of what we eat. And cocoa food from China. Chinese people now can use rubber to create cabbage. How can your stomach digest them? Sit down and listen. She was overwhelmed. She also amazed at the food at this table. The organization of his officials and their splendid clothing. The car barriers and the burnt offering Solomon made at the temple of the Lord. Also, the way things are ordered in portents is a demonstration of wisdom. Oh, it's not a decorator. People come and they ask me, Who is your decorator? No, nobody can take glory for it. How I position the port, it comes from above. 
You can get the same pot, put it in your house. It should show no beauty. Because you need that spirit of wisdom. Hallelujah. Look at your hall. There is a picture mirror that shifted five years ago. It is not shifted. Lack of wisdom. No. If I can see the orderliness of the way your house, I can predict your future prosperity. If you go to your fiancé's house, girls, and you see the way his ghetto clothes are scattered, tower is here, this one is here, uh, singlet is here, you have a major work it's to amazing. do. It's amazing. I'm not stopping you from marrying, but we do my You are not married, oh, you are going to manage a man. Wisdom. Demonstration of the Queen of Sheba. Look at it. She exclaimed to the king. Everything I heard in my country about your achievement and wisdom is true. I didn't believe what was said until I arrived here and saw it with my own eyes. In fact, I had not heard half of it. It means that what they told me, the king just said, half of it has not been told. No. And do. Half of it has not been told. Demonstration of wisdom. The dress Solomon's servants are wearing. Are you a caterer? The caterers there, they should wear some dress. You go to some of the restaurants like Kimpiski. You see the caterers. Almost a chair. They have a cape. They are wearing some. They have covered their hair. I of Rastai. They used you to cut onion. Have you ever gone to Katama to the the chopper, the guys? Are you eating sweat or fufu? Tell me. I'm taking it for granted. When you come back, you say, hey, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. It's a demonstration of wisdom. You have a right to eat a, a good food. You have a right to eat food that is clean and neat. Contaminations are too much. I was studying this thing yesterday and I said, Lord, I need a certain level of orderly cleanliness and demonstration. You sit in church, nobody knows what you are wearing. You are just walking around. You are not dressing. You, 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 your makeup here is black, here is brown. What, what kind of life is that? Mr. Paul, it is in the Bible that the glory of the woman is his hair. You don't want us to preach Christian women taking their husbands for granted? Not looking attractive in the house? Where do your father will not tell you? I'm the only one who can tell you. That's right, that's right. Hey, let me turn to you people. Who had a wedding and who didn't have a wedding? Who is a wedding and who is not a wedding? Did you have a wedding? You? Are you married? You two, you are married. You see the way you are looking? Continue looking like this. Openly, do you like it like this? Tell him, continue. Keep telling him. You sit down as if you have a ferry. When he changes, you won't tell you. But you see what will happen. Continue. This your makeup. Continue. This your eye. Put it there. Your watch. Everything. Wisdom. 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 
It is not tongues that attracted your husband to you. You didn't get attracted to speaking in tongues. Even if you speak in tongues, you don't look good. You, you're, the way your face looks speaking in tongues, nobody will marry when they see you speaking in tongues. You don't look good speaking in tongues, I'm telling you. No, it's a fact. No, it's not a Who should marry that person? Every, have you seen people speaking in tongues? If people are in the spirit, they are also for life. When people are in the spirit, their face doesn't look good. Somebody say wisdom. There is something that got you attracted to the girl. I'm telling you. I am a man. I'm talking as a man. This is wisdom. The queen of Sheba never complained and, and said anything about Solomon's prayer. The things she saw physically. The woman, where? That woman couldn't get any man on earth who was qualified to work with her. Later, a romantic relationship started between Solomon and the queen of Sheba because he met a man that can handle her. Listen, stop clapping. I don't need it. The reason why a lot of the women who have advanced their life, you are afraid to marry them is that your wisdom level is too low compared to where they are. It's too low. When you marry them, you will disturb them. Too low. Tons, you boss a hoyoba, 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 hoyoba. No deodorant, no perfume, no nothing. In the name of you, are in the spirit. Keep staying in the spirit. Nobody's coming there. How much is deodorant? How much? How much? Somebody say, wisdom. How terrible is to live with a man who is smelling? The men, our smells are very strong. Oh. It can collapse a child. You don't want us to preach the word of God. I have daughters here, uh, they have PhD. PhD, some of them master's degree. You, tongues. <laughs> the only thing you are boasting is tongues. Your father, I don't speak in tongues alone. I'm telling you. I don't speak. Look at my life. I don't speak in tongues. I am a prayer machine. But I am a very orderly person. I have structures. I have structures for my life. You can't live your life that way. Life is more than prayer. No. False balance is abomination unto God. Look good. You don't know where you meet your helper. Yeah. Something shocked me. The day they called Joseph to the palace, the Bible says he shaved his beard. Yes. You are standing before the king. Who should give you that position? The guy shaved his beard, trimmed his beard, put on the prisoner's dress and stood there. He's a who is qualified to be a prime minister. Some people, one day I was going to renew my visa in the U.S. embassy. There's a guy, the way he dressed, I knew they would refuse him a visa. Oh, I knew. I knew. The scent on his body. And the way, I'm telling you, when the, the counselor said, eh, 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 go and, eh, we, I'm sorry, we can't give you the visa. I'm, I was not surprised. I, if the counselor gave, gave him the visa, I would have been surprised. Not even favor can intervene. 
I was telling somebody when we went to Britain. I said, uh huh. I understand why a lot of old ladies in Ghana they say they are witches. Mm. You know the British women? You see them about 80 years wearing high hair. Three, three. Hey, I was walking in a mall. An old lady took a dress and said, Where are you from? I said, Ghana. I said, Well, you guys know good things. Do you think this dress is good? Because I brought it up at that. Oh, the choir. You look at their, they don't grow. Age is a choice. I saw some of them, you see them walking with their husbands, wearing take on their way to party. All our old ladies. You don't have a waistband, you are holding a walking stick. Why are you holding a walking stick? We even boast with age. Do you know I'm 40 years old? Keep on growing. No, it's a choice. It's a choice. The first time, I went to uh, Cape Coast with my wife those days. I was going to greet some people and I said, I told my, my wife, I said, this is your old lady. He said, Dana, we don't say that oh, no. Don't tell anybody it's an old lady. I said, the old lady. He said, no, don't say that oh. Don't. I didn't understand until funeral. Somebody came to greet a woman. It's old. He said, old lady. Until then, I said, I am my old lady. I'm not a woman. I'm not a woman. I'm not a old lady. He said it. And I said, ah, this is what they told me. Am I telling the truth? Yeah, yeah. They don't accept it. Look at the Queen of England. 19 years still wearing high hair. Holding his Dion back. Walking around. You are just celebrating old age. You, you, you have forced yourself to be old lady. At the age of 40. Do you know a certain hairstyle can let you look very old? I had a vision and I saw the way worldly people are taking Christian husbands. A lot of men in the church are committing adultery. A lot. It's happening. I'm not saying this church. The body of Christ. Because the Bible says the children of this world are in their wives. Wiser than the children of the gospel. They know how to present themselves. They are trying to do what you don't do. So the things you are denying yourself, they do it. Because some of your husband tell them, I like your dress. And let me descend on the men too. Buy dresses for your wives. A ding. Buy, buy. No, some of you, your wives can buy and they do it. But once a while, once a while, as a sign of love and demonstration of appreciation, honey, I just want to take you to this woman. I love it. If you see somebody wearing a dress that's nice, sister, who is your designer? It's nice. I want her to do something. Some of the designers say they can look at your wife without measuring and design things. And it's a blessing for you to come home with five dresses for your wife. There is something about buying a dress for your wife. When he wears it, he doesn't need your compliment. Once he wears it, he knows the dress is good. He doesn't need you to say he's looking good. Even if he doesn't look good, because you buy it, he wears it with confidence. Psychology. Why am I preaching this? Let me end by telling you this. One of the reasons for the wisdom is for stabilization of, of, of our homes.
I line up some things here. And I talk about the benefit of wisdom. The first one is the fear of the Lord. How many of you want to get wisdom? Let me show you the ways to get. The first one is that you must fear God. Huh? The fear of God. Job 28 verse 28. Look at what Job said about wisdom. Job 28. Give me the King James version from now. Let's go to the King James. Good. Job 28. And, 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 and unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. Hmm? Proverbs chapter 9 and verse number 10. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10. Proverbs 9 verse 10. It's a very common scripture. Everybody read it. Ready? Go. Let's go. The fear of the Lord is the beginning. It's not wisdom. It's what? The beginning. So I am walking from here to where Paul and Paul is sitting down. But I have begun the journey. I have not arrived yet. And so the fear of the Lord put you on the road of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is not wisdom. It's the beginning. Once you start fearing God, you are on the road of wisdom. Straight, you are going. And once you set yourself on the road, you cannot be distracted. You cannot be diverted. You get to your destination. The fear of the Lord. Proverbs chapter number 15 and verse number... Should I jump? 33. Proverbs 15, 33. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. And before honor is what? Humility. New Living Translation. The fear of the Lord teaches wisdom. What does the fear of the Lord teaches you? Humility precedes honor. The second thing. Everybody who is a righteous person, when you walk, righteousness is a gift from Jesus Christ. You can't do anything to become righteous. It is imputed upon you. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. But it's one thing to be righteous, another thing to lead a righteous life. But everybody who, who, who is righteous, your mouth speaks wisdom. Psalm 37 verse 30. The mouth of the righteous, that's what? Talk to me, talk to me. The mouth of the righteous, that's what? And his tongue talketh what? So everybody who is righteous, your mouth speaks what? Wisdom. You see, when you are a child of God, there are certain words that shouldn't come out of your mouth. Somebody look at his husband and say, you pig. No. It should be very heavy. No. As a righteous person, there are certain words. Some of them, I can't even say it. It shouldn't come out of your mouth. It shouldn't. Am I making sense? Now, this one is a very, it's a, it's a heavy blow. It's a heavy blow. It's a heavy blow. One of the signs of foolishness is that you despise wisdom. So fools despise wisdom. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. Fools despise wisdom. The cardinal sign of a fool is that he hates advice. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. So one of the cardinal signs of foolishness is that you despise what? Wisdom. Can we run this very quickly? Please be wise. How many of, oh, 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 I want to ask a question. How many of you want to be happy? Do you know the key to be happy? Wisdom. What is the key to be happy? Proverbs chapter 3 verse 13. Everybody read this scripture. Proverbs 3 13. Let's all read it. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom. So if it is something to find, then you have to go and look for it. Anywhere you can pursue wisdom, find it. Happy is the man that finds wisdom. The man that gets it understanding. So once you find wisdom, you find happiness. A wise man is always happy. Amen. Amen. A 
wise woman is always happy. When you go and read about the, the, what they call a virtuous woman in the book of Proverbs chapter 30, 31, one of the demonstrations is wisdom. The Bible says when his husband appears, everybody will know that this is the husband of Ruth. This is the husband of Teresa. This is the husband of Vic. This is the husband of Sister Shukwanda. They will know it. The way your husband has bought home a set and like Ghana is longer than Africa, it shows the home is coming from. Every, sometimes you mix a bottom one. There's a man who mix two. So Ghana is longer than Africa. That is what we call it. Wisdom. 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 Listen, I submit to every woman here, you are responsible to make sure that when your husband gets out, he looks very decent. Because the Bible said they will know the husband of the virtuous woman at the gate. When they appear, everybody will say, wow, why are you eating it? They say, Mr. McDay, wife, everybody say, oh, wow. I can tell you that if your husband goes out and his dress is no good, you are the first to be insulted by gossipers. You are ready to write. Osofu, nothing can be compared to wisdom. Don't write, wait. Bibi and outro. Nothing can be compared. It's a statement there. Nothing. No materialism can be compared. Solomon asked for wisdom, and God gave him wealth. Listen to Proverbs chapter 8, verse 11 to 21. For wisdom is better than what? Give me the New Living Translation. Wow. Everybody look at it. Wisdom is far more valuable than what? What is rubies? It's a kind of jewels. Is that right? The woman will know it better. I don't know. And the Bible said, if the Bible puts rubies in there, it means that there will be some valuable thing at that time. It's a precious stone. Eh? Yeah, precious stone. And the Bible says, wisdom is far more valuable than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with it. Nothing you desire. Nothing. Cars, airplanes, lands, Material construction companies, nothing can be compared to this. I get wisdom before you get a company. Can I tell you this? Nobody will have a marriage problem, we have a wisdom problem. Every marriage crossing is not anything, it's a wisdom problem. Once you increase your wisdom, you increase your wealth. Every wise person is a wealthy person. So, the problem you are having with your wife is a wisdom problem. If you learn how to live with a woman, there will be no friction, and it will be each free marital life. For wisdom is far more valuable than rubies. Nothing you desire can be compared to it. Keep going, keep going. Let me go some more. I wisdom live, I wisdom live together with good judgment. I know where to discover knowledge and discernment. Wisdom is talking now. Everybody say, I wisdom. He said he lived together with what? Good judgment. I know where to discover knowledge and discernment. So when you have wisdom, wisdom can lead you to find knowledge and discernment. Keep on going. Let's see what wisdom is talking. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance. So a wise man cannot be proud and arrogant. You always remember where it's coming from. Corruption and perverse speech. Wisdom say I hate it. Common sense and success belong to me. Let me go to the people here. 
This is who is talking now, wisdom. He said, common sense and what? And success what? How many of you want to be successful, girls? Look for wisdom. Success is inside. Don't be a fool. Sleeping with a man who is not your husband is, a, is foolishness. It's foolishness. It's, we are not just talking about fornication. In the context of my sister, you are a fool. Because at a certain point, he will dump you. It is called high pitches. <laughs> Common sense and success belong to me. Insight and strength are mine. Go. Because of me, kings reign. Osofo, the shortest prayer answered in the Bible, it was to turn somebody who is wise to become a fool. Lord, turn the cancer of Ahitophel to foolishness. He delivered David. So a foolish man can cancel a king. A foolish man can cancel. We should pray for our leaders. It can even be their wives. One foolish cancel from their wife will turn the country. Do you know what God told me? Every decision a leader makes either takes the country forward or he takes them backwards. And so I can take you backwards seven times. It's not in our interest. God said, pray for those in authority that you live a peace and a quietable life. Eh? I won't pray for them. I won't pray for them. Even if I pray, I pray that he falls. Fall from where? If you pray for them to fall, when you come back, can you stand? No. Stand to your feet. Me worry. I realize that you really need wisdom. And may the Lord give you wisdom. Now, the way I ended the message, keep standing. Let me show you at least how to get it. That scripture is very important. Remember, Solomon, Solomon asked for it and the Lord gave it to him. Do you, do you understand? Ephesians 117. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, pray. Now, let me tell you something. The whole book of Ephesians chapter 1 is talking about prayer. Hmm? And Apostle Paul was saying that, you pray that, go to verse number 60, let me see something, whether he say it about that one. I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. So Paul was saying that, this is a particular prayer I was praying for you. That verse 17 said that, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you, the word may means not, it has to be a choice from you. It's an option. You can decide not to go for wisdom. Hallelujah. Amen. That the God of our Lord, Jesus, the Father of God, may give unto you the spirit of what? The spirit of what? Remember, it's a spirit, so you can't get it from university. So you must pray for it. We are going to pray for the spirit of wisdom. How many of you know that if you pray right now, God will give it to you? James chapter 1, verse 5. Another crucial scripture. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Simple. Simple. Hmm? Simple. Wisdom to marry. Wisdom to raise my children. Wisdom. Those couples who have married fresh. Blessed be the Lord. Ask for wisdom. Opening. Wisdom to manage your wife. The Bible says we should dwell with them according to knowledge. That our prayers will not be hindered. Now everybody must set a target in your life. I am going to give you two commandments. Then you go and add eight. Ten commandments of every matrimonial home. I am forcing two on you. The first commandment, don't sleep with a quarrel. It must be settled. 
Don't go to bed angry with one another. It takes discipline to walk in that realm. It means that no matter. Now, don't think that because you are caught in and it's going to be like this. There's a place of refreshing. She will misunderstand you. You will misunderstood her. But before you go to bed, develop a culture of holding your hands or praying together. And whatever it is, it must be settled. Number two, no family member must sit down and settle your case. Put it in a commandment. Your father and your mother must not hear a noise. Mm? Mm? It's a disgrace. For an unbeliever to sit down and settle the case of a believer. Wisdom. Wisdom. I've given you two. Can I add two more? Don't take one another for granted. To take in a long way. Don't take your husband for granted. Don't take your wife for granted. It's a big topic I've given to you. Oh, I wish I wouldn't tell you the last one, but I will. I am sorry can end every demonic attack. Oh, it's another sermon. Don't you think so, boy? It's another sermon of, all, of it all. It can end. Just, I am sorry, it can diffuse the devil. Somebody ran. Hey, I won't marry again. I, I, I can't take it. I'm tired. Are you sure you want to end the marriage? Wait, let me ask you a question. I said, are you sure you want to end the marriage? He didn't answer. I said, don't deceive yourself. Your emotion might be different from what is going on in your heart. Go to your husband and say, I'm sorry. You know, interesting, when he told his husband, I'm sorry, and the guy had it, the guy said, I wish this word, I'm sorry, has been in our relationship all these years. Mm. Also, for, I'm sorry can end every divorce case in court. That's right. I'm sorry. Two of you lie. I'm sorry. Don't if you once you start telling one another I'm sorry, you are not taking one another for granted. Honey, I'm sorry for what I did. It's not going to be like this. I've married close to 20 years, so I can talk to you like this. Mm-hmm. And even if I'm not married for long, I am your spiritual father. You don't have a choice. I saw all of you grow in the church and becoming what you have become. I am Nobody will give you a trophy for winning argument. I have never seen anybody walk in the marriage home and say, Mommy, what we need are the Nobody will give you that trophy. It's foolishness. So I am sorry. It to suck the devil from the house. It to diffuse every I don't get the witches that have got dead. The way I'm sorry can drive them away. A soft answer turn it away rough. Soft answer. Don't lift your voice on your husband. Don't. It's not ladylike. A woman talking up on top of his voice doesn't look like a lady. He looks like a caricature. Your soft voice, the way you say your voice in the, in the microphone, that voice can tame his ego. What is the scripture connection? Why? Submit yourself to your own husband. I am tired of the divorce rate. I am tired. 
I have told God, none of our daughters here will go to home, a matrimonial home and come back again. It will never happen. It will not happen to anybody here. I'm giving you the keys. I'm sorry. I don't know whether your parents are there. I see some man in the kente. I don't know who's there. And the woman in the kente. Is it your parent? That's your father and your mother. How, many, how old are you? Are you the firstborn? Third born. So how old is your brother? 32. So it means that your parent has married for not less than 35 or 34 years. Maybe more. Huh? If they will tell you 34 years, that daddy is standing there with the nice grasses. It has never been like every day it is heaven. But they've managed to hold on to their differences. Because there's no perfect person on earth. The way daddy has married mommy for 30 years today, standing behind your wedding. 30 years from now, may you also be standing here in your children's wedding looking at them. This generation is so ready to make sacrifices. I love something I watch on. I don't know whether it's in a plane or something. And then the girl came back. I, I don't I'm, I'm coming. I've learned. And the mother said, get away from here. I don't want to see you in this house. Get away from here. Get out. I don't want. Mommy, you are driving. I said, he said, go to your husband's house. This is not your house. This is my husband's house. Go. He said, mommy, your daughter. He said, what? He said, my, my husband has committed adultery. He said, do you know what your father did? Do you know what your father did? You say you heard somebody send you a message. I saw your father in another room in our bedroom. He said, mommy, and you still marry her? He said, because of you. I stay with your dad because of you. Wisdom. Wisdom. You will work. The Lord give you fruitfulness. Amen. The Lord bless the fruit of your womb and give you children. Amen. The Lord strengthen your loins. Amen. The Lord give you children as you desire. Amen. I bless you as a father. Amen. But don't undermine my counseling. I am sorry. <laughs> Lift up your two hands and pray for wisdom. Lord, wisdom to raise my children. Wisdom to continue God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, PO Box GP21421, Accra, or telephone plus 233-303-413-703, or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org, or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.